What is up, YQR? My name is Kenya. My name's Haley. And we're going to have a very green episode. Yes, talking about weed. All the weeds. Yes, this was, this, I feel like the last episode was your episode, and this episode was more my episode. Oh, 100% it's your episode. <laughs> I could tell you literally nothing about weed. So uh, we're doing real great. Real great. That's Thank why God. we had guests. <laughs> Thank God you made all the questions. <laughs> Just saying. It took me like 10 minutes to ripping them out. I have so many questions <laughs> right now. And so you have been to dispensaries or stores before. Cannabis stores. Cannabis multiple. Stores. I've been to multiple. And yes. what has your experience been? They're all really cool, really nice, really clean, very modern looking. Most of the ones that I've been in. They're all, they all have kind of a different vibe, a different setup, depending on how some, when you enter, you kind of enter a boot room and then you go into the back. Sometimes the whole store is open. A lot of them have couches. And Jeez, it's like a chill zone. It is a chill zone. It's really cool. And you've bought weed there too? I have. Not purchased. just walked in, hey? No, I would feel, I am the type of person who, if I walk into a store and I walk out without purchasing anything, unless it's Walmart, <laughs> I feel really bad. Oh no. I'm one of those people too. Right. Like the other day I bought honey. Why? Don't know, but it was in the store because I felt bad not honey's, buying anything. Honey's good though. You yeah, it was, all I, yeah. Gave never it to go my wrong with honey. Good job. Hey, <laughs> THC honey. Yeah, you could. We could. <gasps> Put it on your toast. Oh my God, that'd be so good. Yes. But anyways, we're going to have some pretty cool people on the episode today. Yes. The, what is it? The marijuana queen or the... <laughs> cannabis queen cannabis queen i think it's cannabis That's queen. What it our good friend krista <laughs> she is going to be talking about all the cannabis that you can do when you cook all the cannabis you can do when you cook or all the cannabis you can use when you cook. <laughs> why not both really <laughs> and also danny from weed yeah w-i-i-d yes yeah they have a nice store do they? They have a lot of people. I can't wait to go there because I do want to go there and buy some. To it's just by your it. favorite ice cream shop. It is my favorite ice cream shop. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to just give out a shout out to Dandies. So who those have not <laughs> been there, we are waiting for uh, some THC ice cream Dandies. But we love you. And they always have good flavors. And that's so. not legal yet. It isn't. <laughs> and why is it not legal? No edibles allowed. <sighs> yeah. Hey, but legislation is moving forward, so thank the Lord, hallelujah. We're, we're getting better. We are moving forward as a society. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Getting there. And what strains do you likely buy, Haley? What's your go-to? Um, you know, I couldn't give you any <coughs> names. Uh, I remember the one name of one that I had. It was called Headband. It is a bit higher in THC, but I've been moving more towards a lower thc content and I'll throw in a little bit of cbd there Woo. i don't i actually don't know how to respond because i don't know <laughs> but that is great less of a head high all right is what i'm moving towards oh that's solid yes all right i don't know the difference like i said i'm useless so <laughs> super glad you picked the second episode to your topic yeah our music feature today is going to be Terraplane. Yes, they did our intro. They did our intro. And they didn't make it specifically for specifically for us. It's mm. one of their songs, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but at least they we can use their music in every episode. But we really wanted to feature them today. Yes. So we're going to be having their music in between everything. So if you want to check them out, we'll give you a little more information about that at the end. They are very good. They are so good. Uh, but next up is going to be Krista 
talking about cooking with cannabis. Get yes. ready. <laughs> Open your ear holes. I'm going down south. I'm going down south. Going down south. I'm going down south. Going down south where the chilly wind don't blow. Krista, also dubbed the Cannabis Queen of Regina, and I love that title so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, yeah, my friends are very imaginative imaginative <laughs> with their nicknames. I love it so much. Well, we are here with her little segment, Krista's Cooking with Cannabis. So she's going to tell us all the cool things you can do when you are cooking uh, with cannabis in this industry. So... Uh, what do you want? What do we need to know about it? Well, um, I suppose the first step to cooking with cannabis, um, you have to know a little bit about science, very little, uh, but a process called decarboxyla- decarboxylation. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Exactly. Um, so you need to decarboxylize your weed, uh, your cannabis. Um, basically, what that means is you're going to want to put it uh, in a, um, a glass dish in the oven. On I usually do around 210 for about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, if you want to keep the terpenes inside of the cannabis, which is basically, that's what, uh, it, it gives it its smell and its flavor. Uh, and if you don't want your whole house smelling like it, you would put a lid on it. Uh, you can also um, take the lid off if you want your edibles to taste a little less like cannabis. If you don't like that cannabis taste, you can always take that lid off while you're decarbing uh, your cannabis. And that'll help take a little bit of that that bite out of it. But it still has the same effect? It does. So the reason why you do this is basically when you're smoking uh, marijuana, um, you are automatically decarbing it while you're smoking it with the heat. Uh, But when you're eating it, that's not the case. So what you need to do is activate the THC molecule. So originally there's a THCA molecule, has an acid attached to it. And when you decarb it, decarb the cannabis, what it's basically doing is it's removing that acid molecule and it's activating the THC. So that's, you you can just throw pure cannabis into some cookies and it will work, but it won't be quite as effective. You're not gonna get the full effects of it. You're gonna waste a little bit of your weed there. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, you definitely wanna do that first. Like I said, it doesn't take very long. This is a really low temperature. You're not wanting to cook, like burn it at all. Um, Just just activate that, that acid molecule. Um, but yeah, then after that, you basically have cannabis that's ready to go to infuse in just about any type of product you want to that will hold it. So um, so yeah, I do a variety of things. Uh, Your favorites? Um, I am currently working on an infused vodka. Oh my God. Which I'm very Ooh. excited for. Um, so basically, um, it's as simple as taking the decarbed cannabis, uh, putting it in with some vodka into a, a jar. You want to keep it in a cool, dark space uh, and just shake it. Like I have mine in a mason jar and I just go and shake it every few days. <laughs> um, and then after after it's however long you want to leave it sit, uh, the vodka is going to turn like a, a brownish, greeny color. Um, but then you're just going to strain that out with cheesecloth and uh, and you have some cannabis vodka there ready to make some delicious cocktails. Nice. So people say you can they do oil and butter more more most common could you say is like the easiest ways to cook with it yeah yeah i would say definitely Uh, my method personally is the crock pot 
Um, Rock yeah. Um, you can get special machines like the magical butter machine and different. There's different <laughs> ones that you can buy to do it for yourself. But if you got the time, I take a crock pot. I put it on low. I take my decarb cannabis, mix it in with however much butter. Um, you can look up um, THC calculators oh, online. That's so cool. Um, so uh, the one that I use is Jeff the 420 Chef. <laughs> they were the first THC calculator online. I love and basically it. Uh, that's so when you're making your butters and when you're making your edibles, you can calculate what your dosage is going to be. So you can say if I add this much cannabis to this much butter, how potent is that butter going to be? Right. So I highly recommend there's a variety of them now, but but that's that's a really good one for doing that uh, for, for calculating. yeah. All right, so if you're going to be making oil and butter, what are the exact steps to do so? All right, so I like to use a crock pot myself. Um, basically, you just take your the amount of uh, uh, decarbed cannabis that you want mixed with the amount of butter you want, depending on your calculations and your THC calculator. You just put that in the crock pot on low. You're going to want to stir it, I would say, about every 15 minutes or so. Go and give it a stir. Um, I honestly like to do it on a Sunday when I have nothing else to do and I can let it sit for eight hours. You don't want it ever to boil. Um, if it starts to, if you notice it starts to get little bubbles, you're going to want to turn it off for a little bit and, and just really let it um, slowly, slowly absorb that, that cannabis, that THC. Um, like I said, I usually do mine for about seven or eight hours, mm -hmm. stirring approximately every 15 minutes, but I mean... If you miss one, you're not, you know, it's not going to kill it. Right. Uh, and then again, you just strain it with a cheesecloth and that works with olive oil or butter or canola oil or any kind of uh, fats like that. Y you can do it that way. It's really simple. It just takes the time. Just throw it in a crock pot. Exactly. Just throw it in a crock. It's my favorite crock pot recipe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then to use it in a for example, brownie recipe or cookies or whatever, what would you do? Yeah, so again, you might want to refer to that THC calculator just to see how much, uh, how strong your uh, can of butter is and how much you do want to use. But generally, you would just sub out uh, regular butter in the recipe for cannabis butter or olive oil or whatnot. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, I usually just, I, I, I go for, full force and, and put it all in with the can of butter or can of oil, but some people who like a little lighter dose can definitely do a half and half mixture if they so choose. Right. But your house will stink. Um, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The house does have a lovely scent when you're cooking up that cannabis butter or oil. Oh, that doesn't sound bad. No, not at all. Yeah. It's quite nice. All right. So currently you can't go and buy edibles. That's, How come? That's correct. So right now, uh, the current legislation uh, federally is just related to cannabis and I believe tinctures, but the next guy can possibly uh, <laughs> enlighten me on that. Um, but uh, they have said that on or before October 17th of 2019, they will be looking at legalizing uh, edibles, drinks, and uh, vaping products for cannabis. So, right. so we can look forward to finding out what the new regulations will be on that. So is that for just selling, obviously? Yes. So, yeah, exactly. So basically, um, you are fully able to make your own edibles, which is why okay. I'm helping you make can of butter right now. <laughs> right. Um, because a lot of people do prefer not to smoke for health reasons. Mm -hmm. um, or they're in the hospital. I, I know people who are in the hospital uh, that can't go out and smoke, and then right. the edibles do work for them. Um, so often edibles are, are often a person's only choice. Mm -hmm. um, so you are able to legally make edibles. You are legally allowed to give them away to friends or family or, or whomever. You just can't sell them yet. 
So, and one of your favorite all-time recipes to use with this. We might as well wrap it up. So, I am a really big fan because it's quick and easy and delicious <laughs> of all, uh, infused olive oil guacamole. Oh, yeah. So, it's your basic guacamole recipe. I like mine with avocado, some tomato, a little bit of onion, uh, some lemon, cayenne, and then you just throw in about a tablespoon or two of uh, infused olive oil. Uh, into the guacamole and stir that up and it's just some of the most delicious dip you'll ever have. <laughs> and you're good to go. Sounds like a good time uh, for the summer coming up here. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Krista, for being with us. I I have learned so much because I know nothing. But, you know. <laughs> I knew a little, but this is enlightening. <laughs> this is thank awesome. You. Thanks for having me, ladies. Shady Grove, my little love. Shady Grove, I say. Shady Grove, my little love, I'm bound to go away. Cheeks as red as a blooming rose, eyes of the prettiest brown. She's a darling of my heart. All right, so we are here with Danny from Weed, play on words, W I I D, uh, store, and he's going to talk to us about things about weed in Saskatchewan and in Regina specifically. Okay, uh, I'm Danny Uherski. I'm co-owner of Weed Boutique down on South Albert. Uh, we've been operational now for a little over three months, and it's been going really well. Is uh, Weed the only store called Weed? That more than one. That I'm aware of. Yes, we <laughs> did trademark the name. Right. We're we're the one and only that I know of. Okay, so you're not a corporation company that's come in. No, family owned and operated. Yeah. And you guys are from here. We are. That's so cool. Um, so how difficult was the startup for your weed store? Um, we put a lot of sweat equity into the store. Yeah. We did most everything ourselves. Uh, myself, I slept on the, on a couch there for five or six nights, just <laughs> trying to get it all buttoned up. And how, was it very expensive? I've heard that there's an annual fee you have to pay to the city. So there isn't in the city of Regina. Okay. In the city of Prince Albert in Saskatoon, they have to pay a $20,000 yearly fee. Ooh, so why um, isn't there one in Regina? I guess they felt they didn't want to discriminate against our business. Aww, that's they, why it's we love just Regina. like any other business. <laughs> Guys, in case you're wondering why Regina is not shitty, this is one <laughs> of the reasons we figured it out. This is why. <laughs> but um, so to... Let's start at the very beginning of, you know, you ha we know you had to apply basically to get a thing to be able to create the store. And they said it was like a lottery. Uh, tell us a little bit about the process of actually trying to sign up and do this because I've heard it's ter terrible, like terrible stuff. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, regulations to read through. Myself, I'd read them to put myself to sleep at <laughs> night. So I kind of know them frontwards and backwards. But after that, you kind of had to put up put together a business proposal you had to prove you had the financial means right. and then it was essentially a lottery i think uh, the city of regina there were a little over 300 applicants and they pulled six names out of the hat and they just they're just random yes so can you talk a little bit about how you get your product because saskatchewan is different yes yeah, saskatchewan's unique in that we don't go through our liquor board to secure our product we can go directly to the growers. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like it because we have a better relationship with the companies that we buy from. We get more information. Um, yeah, we just really 
build trust and knowledge doing it that way. And are there a lot of growers in Saskatchewan right now? Uh, there's currently nobody operational that's able to sell in Saskatchewan yet. Okay. So where is it coming from then? Right now, most of the product uh, comes from Ontario, New Brunswick, and British Columbia. We're getting some soon from Alberta. Why is there no growing in Saskatchewan yet? There's people in the process. Uh, in order to become a grower, you need to apply through Health Canada. Mm-hmm. And that uh, process right now takes anywhere from 12 to 18 months. So it does take quite a while to get up and going. Right. Then you need to grow a couple of crops, prove that all the testing turned out fine. And then you need to register with SLGA and then you're able to sell to us. Oh, okay. So it's quite a process. It is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a barrier to entry there. Why can't a like dispensary grow its own weed? So they don't like us calling it a dispensary <laughs> because we are recreational. We don't have the training to give out any kind of medical advice. But as far as us being able to sell stuff we grew, for sure we could, but we'd have to go through all the steps through Health Canada to get a proper license to grow. Oh, so you could have your own growing op. I don't know. What do you call it? But <laughs> grow up. <laughs> grow up. You could have your own grow up, but you'd have to go through all this. But could you have it in the city or does it have to be? So that's up to the municipalities. Uh, some are sticky with whether or not they allow grow ops, but a lot around the city. Yeah. I know of several that are under construction working on their facilities. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I do have a question. Why is, not dispensary, why is uh, cannabis store weed so dry? I would say that's uh, case by case with the product, but Health Canada definitely does have some strict testing. Mm -hmm. They even test for moisture content. Oh. I think they're mostly worried that if it's sitting on the shelf a while, they're worried about mold issues. Ah, uh, okay. But there's definitely different products are drier than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the, well, pretty much everything we're getting out of BC is really fresh, really nice. And do you think it'll change and be a little bit better once we have some more localized uh, grow? For sure. It's definitely a lot shorter distance to <laughs> get the product from them to us. And then... Another question I had, but I guess it's probably because of all the regulations you have, but there's a lot of packaging involved. Like there's almost three containers sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And I have an issue with it too, for sure. Yeah. That's one of my points I bring up when we are dealing with the producers. Mm-hmm. Um, Health Canada made it so that the packaging needs to be childproof. Right. And each that grower had to come up with their own childproof packaging. So there are some out there that are definitely a lot better than others as far as their environmental mm-hmm. impact. If, we're, if it were up to me, I'd like to see the maybe like a biodegradable hemp plastic that oh, is okay. still childproof. Yeah, because you get the plastic container and that part's childproof, but then there's a box around it. And even at some stores, inside the box, inside the plastic container, there's a bag. <laughs> so I get the the childproof container, but then sometimes there's one or two other things involved as well. For sure. We've been giving the growers a lot of flack on that, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are doing away with the box. Right. Yeah. Because that's more cosmetic. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know nothing. So can you tell me a little bit about the difference between indica versus 
Sativa? Sativa. Sativa. Sativa (laughs) strains. Because I know they're different strains, but that's all I got. (laughs) For sure. Arguably, everything on the market now is a hybrid, but some definitely have the indica tendencies and some have the sativa tendencies. I would say the simplest way that I can legally explain it (laughs) is indica is more of a, a nighttime, more of a body high. Sativa is more of a daytime cerebral high for most people. But everybody gets a little bit different reaction. Right. All right. And so when I was researching this, (laughs) there was like a fourth option on a website that you had mentioned. What's the website? What is this fourth option? What does it do? Because you've mentioned hybrids, indica, and sativa. Sativa. Mm -hmm. It may have been a ruderalis, and that's just another type of cannabis that they interbreed to benefit growing cycle and effects. So this is a two-parter. What is the max you can sell to a person? And also, what is the max that can be in one container? Because the one time I bought seven grams and I got two different containers. For sure. Uh, So the maximum we're allowed to sell in one transaction is 30 grams. Okay. The largest packaging we've ever had in the store has been 15 grams. So it all kind of depends how it comes from the grower. They do all the packaging themselves. So they decide that kind of, but they could probably only do 30 in a container as well. Yeah, they would be limited to a maximum of 30 grams. I know uh, one grower is looking at 10 gram packaging. Okay, yeah. Because I think I got, what was it? I got two 3.5s is what I got when I went in there. And so I have a question about that. So you can actually like measure your own weed. It all comes pre-packaged and that's probably why there's so much packaging. So is there ever going to be an opportunity where maybe a store, do they see it on the future where they can actually weigh their own and, you know, kind of have it in jars? Like I watched Disjointed and they have them, (laughs) you know, Netflix, uh, they have them all in jars and they measure them out and they do their little thing. So that it's not like that here. Not yet. Maybe it'll change in the future. I know down in the U.S., a lot of places, they do weigh it out in front of the customer. Right. Uh, It is a little bit more complicated for tracking with the seed to sale because you will get losses in weight as it dries, as it cures. You will have shake. The dispensaries down south, they'll usually grind that up, put it into pre-roll joints for you. You probably will have to explain to Kenya what shake is. (laughs) (laughs) Help me. (laughs) Shake is kind of um, what's left over after you pick through all the big buds. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, that makes sense. It's like the crumbs at the bottom (laughs) of a chip bag. (laughs) Got it. Um, Can you smoke in a store? No, that's a provincial regulation. So in other provinces, you can? Not that I'm aware of. I think everyone's um, hasn't allowed it. Okay. Right. Everyone's kind of gone the same direction on that? Right. All right. From what I understand is for as far as laws go, a lot of them are federal. federal. There's provincial laws that come in place. Then there's even like city laws that come into uh, factor. However, it's almost like they didn't know what to do because it, they're kind of branded as cigarettes, but then some of the laws are more closely related to alcohol. So what are some of those differences uh, here? Can you explain more? I guess for ourselves, we can't even carry any tobacco products in the store. So if somebody wants to roll a blunt or something, they'll have to get their tobacco papers from somewhere else. Not even the products. 
Right. Oh. Right. I was yeah. actually going to ask that if you can actually sell a true blunt in the store. No, we can't. Do you see that being something you can do in the future? I guess we'll wait and see, but there's a whole nother system, I suppose, to track tobacco, just like there would be another system to track alcohol. Right. So it might be more paperwork than it's worth <laughs> as far as SLGA is concerned. Mm-hmm. I've also heard of people wanting to make like a weed beer. Do For you, sure. Is that allowed? I So, so far, drinks and edibles and stuff like that isn't legal. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly legal for you to make it at home, but it's not legal for us to sell. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely, even I know of a few local breweries that have already looked into infusing some beers with weed. Right. As far as alcohol concentration, I guess we'll have to wait and see what the legislation is going to look like. Right. But alcohol is an easy carrier for the THC. All right, so we're servers, and we know how fun it was to take the servant right test. And just as you are also handling products that are similar, do you have to take servant right too? So it's not called servant right. We take a course called Canacel. They do touch on a lot of similar points. Uh, it did take a while. It is a long course. It's a mandatory course to be behind the counter at the store. Mm-hmm. So all our staff has to take it. I didn't find it too horrible. I found it pretty informative. It wasn't too condescending. Right. They had some decent information on there. Yeah. Just more time-consuming than anything. For sure. Was that test made provincially or federally? So I believe they took some stuff from other provinces. They kind of shared. From my knowledge, it's very similar to what Alberta offers. Okay. Because there was some information from the AGLC in there. Right, because the servant right is also a Saskatchewan thing. It's called something else in Alberta as well. Right, and anyone can take this course if you're bored and have three <laughs> hours to kill and $30 burning a hole in your pocket. You could go on SLG's, SLGA's website and take the course. So going into this, can you sell weed to a drunk person and or a high person? No, and that's part of the cannacel training is yeah. we're not allowed to serve someone intoxicated. Right. And if so, I know a lot of uh, people are concerned because there are some laws. I don't know if they're specific to Regina or if they're federal or if they're Saskatchewan laws where, you know, driving under the influence of uh, being high is also illegal. But people are saying when they're testing, that could be from how long does it stay in your system? How long does it take to test? Is it even worth it to drive ever after you've smoked weed? The test, I think, only goes the last few four hours or something because it's your saliva that it tests okay yeah the information i was given was four to six hours Uh, but yeah it is called the drager system they do swab the inside of your mouth and take a saliva sample have they started doing that already i've heard the rcmp has had a few tests but as far as city regina i haven't heard of any anyone getting the drager test drager is what it's called right is it because they drag a cotton? A I'm, cotton not, I'm not sure. I, I believe it was developed in Germany or something. Oh. Oh, okay. Probably named after the guy. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> you did say previously that you're not allowed to be called a dispensary because it's not medical. Um, but 
hasn't weed been medically legalized since 2001 and is there places in regina then that are certified medically so the only legal way to access medical marijuana right now is online so you actually have to order it right okay why is that I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Also, so let's say, I don't know if you uh, know the answer to this either, but um, if like medical medical marijuana is prescribed, do you still need the card even though it's legalized? Like, or can you just go on and like buy it from a, like, I just find it's, if you have a pharmacist or someone who actually knows how to do it, how are you going to medically buy it from online if you don't have someone there? For sure. No, there's definitely, in my opinion, a need for accessibility for medicinal um, marijuana. Do you have a lot of customers coming in that are using the weed medically? You know, we we have a few, but for the majority, it's recreational. Okay. Yeah. So other than uh, medical marijuana, you said recreational is common. Are there going to be deals out for us uh, medical, or sorry, (laughs) Non-medical users. So it's federally illegal for us to incentivize the sale. Uh, We can't advertise the sale. We can do whatever we want at the tills. Uh, But as far as incentivizing a sale, it's currently not legal. So when you get up to the till, you can hint, hint, wink, wink, this was on sale. For sure, absolutely. <laughs> okay. and, and we can do whatever we want inside the store. You just can't oh, go okay. outside of the exactly. store to advertise? Right. Can okay. you put up a sign in the store that says this shelf is 10% off today? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. So you might be seeing that on 420 is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not legally. We're not allowed to tell. I'm not legally allowed to advertise publicly. <laughs> So you'll have to come into the store and find yeah. out for yourself. <laughs> okay, we will do that. You might find the prices might fluctuate with the larger containers. Right. But even ourselves, we don't even get a discount when we are bulk buying. Mm-hmm. Everything even on our end is price per gram because that's how it's tracked by the federal gov- government. A lot of the pricing goes along with the THC percentages too, though, right? Absolutely not. Um. Perhaps some of the places are pricing their product that way, yes. but we price it depending on who grew it, the quality of the grow, oh. the curing process, a million other factors. I think we'll see THC might just be a fad, right. and there's a lot more that goes into the cannabis plant. Nobody really has all the information yet, but I've been in a store, and I'm not going to name it, but the higher the THC content, the higher the weed cost but that actually should have nothing to do with it. Totally. It's, it's just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't like to compare the two, but it's kind of like comparing a nice glass of whiskey. Do you get your three-year-old minimum age whiskey or do you get your 12-year aged whiskey? Right. There's a reason why some of the products are more expensive. There's Mm -hmm. a lot more love, care, and attention put into them. Right. Even though alcohol content might not be higher or lower. Exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, can you talk about CBD? Yeah, I guess THC is the psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. Yeah. CBD is not supposed to be psychoactive. It's more of a, uh, it actually counteracts the psychoactive effects of THC. Um, so it's more common for 
new users getting back into it or um, people who don't want to be as stoned. Maybe you're prone to anxiety, paranoia with some of the higher tests higher thc stuff Mm cbd is not a bad place to start so you could say thc is the mind and cbd is the body is that how that goes or no i would say you could still get some body effects with the thc but yeah the cbd is more calming relaxing that's kind of thing definitely not so much cerebral right so within your store uh you have product so what is the product? Is it different? Do you all get your stuff from the same source? Tell us a little bit about it. For sure. No, we have uh, lots of sources. We're trying to kind of try a little bit from everybody, see what we think. And we're definitely already getting picky as to who we're bringing in and who we're having on our shelves. But yeah, we have THC dominant flour, CBD dominant flour, uh, pre-rolled joints. We have tinctures, which are designed to go under the tongue. What are those? So they're, uh, most of them are an MCT oil-based product, which is like a modified coconut oil mixed in with THC. And yeah, they're des- they're an, al- an alternative to smoking. They're designed to go underneath your tongue and, ab- and go through your capillaries and absorb into your bloodstream. So they react a little bit faster than an edible. Yeah, I was going to say, how is that different from an edible? Because edibles aren't legal. They aren't. But something else we're able to sell are THC capsules, which react very similar to edibles. Right. So I hear a lot of people talking about one of the reasons why edibles aren't legal yet is, well, they just haven't gotten to it yet. But also because Canada doesn't have flavored cigarettes because it's, say, it's a lure to children. So people are saying, and I'm not sure if it's true or not, it's just kind of on the grapevine, that when edibles do come around, it's going to be like beef jerky instead of a brownie because they don't want kids to be attracted to it. Yeah, the preliminary regulations that I read through said no added sweeteners in the product. So it'll be interesting come October 17th what that's going to look like. So you can't have sugar in it. (laughs) Okay. You know... I'm not sure. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Nothing sweet and tasty, just beef jerky. It's my favorite treat, actually. I fucking love beef jerky. Yeah, I know. If I was a kid, just saying. It's not a deterrent. <laughs> but um, just because we don't have flavored cigarettes doesn't mean kids don't smoke. <laughs> I mean, p- kids are going to do what they want. Kids are going to do what they want. That's yeah. I mean, but then again, if like someone handed a kid a cigarette, they'd know it was a cigarette. They would if it was flavored, too. Exactly. But if, if someone handed you a brownie, <laughs> would you know whether or not it's a weed brownie or not? That's true. But if they're in a store, and the, like if yeah. there's an old guy in the back alley, <laughs> your parents should have told you stranger danger, you know? <laughs> but, but what if parents are buying the brownies, leaving them in the fridge? Because, hey, some parents are dumb. And the kids are like, oh, brownies. Like, they wouldn't do that with a cigarette sitting on the counter. That's the parents' fault. (laughs) And there's also toys in Canada that are illegal because kids got hurt in them because the parents were like, oh, I just left the room because they were in the chair. That's the parents' (laughs) fault, okay? At least our Kinder Surprises are still legal here, okay? (laughs) I love Kinder Surprises. Fuck it. (laughs) Wait until there's, like, a knife toy in it or something. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about brands in your store what brands can we find there what's most popular 
for sure. I guess I could talk about some of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> they're they're usually the little bit higher priced ones, but they're the uh, more organically grown and friendly varieties. So I like uh, Canna Farms is one of my favorite. Uh, Cove is another good one. They have some pretty high quality products. Where do most of the high quality products come from? Because I hear it's mostly BC, but... Yeah, there's a few in BC. Uh, Cove is actually Ontario based. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you smell the product in a store? We have a lot of our product in sample jars, so absolutely. Can you like, but you can't like take it out of the jar, put the bud in your nose and sniff it. <laughs> right. You can't physically touch the bud in the store. Oh, so you, you can't actually touch it. You just, that's why there's so much packaging. They're just making sure mm -hmm. you're not touching the weed. I get it. <laughs> there's the one store. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention the names of it, so I'm not going to, but they have all these benches set out and they have these glass kind of. I don't know, pyramid looking things and inside there's a little nugget and then there's holes in the top so you can pick it up and shake it and look at it and it's kind of like their display cubes of the weed they're kind of cool <laughs> is that what you guys do too uh we have ours behind the counter okay. so you'd have to engage one of our staff members but i think that's where we have an edge on a lot of places is our staff is pretty knowledgeable pretty informative we all like going home and testing the product at night. <laughs> so we can, we can amongst everyone there, we can probably give you a first-hand experience with our products. The uh, first time I went into your guys' store, there's probably six or seven people standing around the counter. And I walked in and everybody was like, hi, how's it going? And then I had to pick which person to help me. And then I felt like an ass. So. <laughs> You're my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. the rest of you. I just went to the closest one to me. <laughs> it could be a little bit overwhelming with their staff sometimes. <laughs> we do have a little bit of an overlap with the changing of the shifts. Right. But I think, our, right yeah. I think our customers appreciate that they never really have to wait that long to come in and out of our store. Yeah, it was so fast. <laughs> we've actually, we asked you on here because we've only heard great things. So obviously you're doing something right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. So what is the future for cannabis here in Saskatchewan? You know, with Saskatchewan being unique with our direct link to the growers, I really think we're going to be a hotbed for locally grown craft sourced cannabis. So I'm really excited to be a part of that. I know there's a few other independently owned stores in the province that are we're working with to secure that we're going to keep some of the corporations at bay and yeah. be able to expose the market with some craft cannabis. I guess when it was becoming legal, they left it up to the provinces to decide how they wanted to regulate things. Oh, okay. And Saskatchewan took a pretty hands-off approach where they <laughs> kind of yes, give us a little party. bit of freedom. Yeah. We do have an extra tax that we do have to pay, but we're also not paying the overhead i suppose for the liquor board to secure and Be resell the, the product man. to us <laughs> exactly all right thank you so much danny for being here uh tell us where we can find you so we're located at 450 or 4554 albert street south 
we're right in a little strip mall just off the service road. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there going to be weed ice cream coming? You're right beside Dandy's there. You know, I guess we'll have to wait and see what uh, <laughs> what the new legislation looks like. <laughs> Do a little collaboration there. That would be pretty awesome. Um, where can we find you on social media? So on Facebook, you can just search for Weed Boutique, W-I-I-D. On Instagram, it's at W-I-I-D Boutique. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. And yeah, you can always check out our website for our full menu. It's www.wiidsk.ca. Cool. Perfect. Thanks so much. I ain't got no special ride And that was Danny. He was great. Fantastic. He had a lot of information. Honestly, I learned so fucking much. I I mean, knowing nothing, I've learned. But I guess, too, opening a cannabis store now, you need to know a lot of the laws and you have to have them down pat. Oh, for sure. It's just like running anything with substances. It has to be. Yeah. And I uh, didn't even know there was different strains because I'm useless. <laughs> and I learned that. Yeah, I learned all sorts of things. So thank you to Danny and uh, the people at Weed. W-I-I-D. Yes, yes thank you. Um, and also... Uh, as we said, we like to end the episode with something you can do for your community to be a better person, okay? Or for that someone who's doing good or something just for the community. Yes, something positive that's happening in Regina. Yeah, and um, one thing that I want to talk about is the Light Up the Lake 5K Evening Walk and Run because I saw this on Facebook the other day and I was like, Fuck yeah, I'm signing up. And all of the um, money is going to the Craig's Cause Pancreatic Cancer Society. So that would be a really fun thing you can do while you do something fun. You get exercise and you get to donate to a really awesome cause. So if you are looking uh, to do something like that, say you're not a runner, you, they also are looking for volunteers. So definitely look into that. That's the Craig's Cause Pancreatic Cancer Society. And... The, what is it? Not company, but place. Nonprofit. Uh, nonprofit that I'm going to talk about today is called Wheels of Hope. So what they do is they set up a volunteer driver with a patient, I guess, with somebody who can't afford to get themselves to their cancer treatment. Cancer treatment is very expensive. So saving a little money every here and there is really going to help you out. So this place helps you get to your appointments and then brings you home afterwards. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, because a lot of time, too, after your cancer treatment, you cannot drive. Oh, that yeah, that's so true. Um, and we would like to just say thanks again to Terraplane and our musical feature this yes. evening. Um, you can find them on Facebook, and they have lots of cool shows coming up, so make mm-hmm. sure you check them out. That's Terraplane and Regina. Um, it's gonna, They're awesome. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope you learned something new and exciting about Regina, Saskatchewan, and the weed industry here. And how awesome Regina is to the weed Mm -hmm. business. 
Uh, but just remember, this is uh, two broke girls who acquired a mic. And that's how this happened. Bye, guys. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make her the cutest I've ever seen. Give her lips like roses and clover. Tell her her lonely nights are over. Sandman, I'm so alone. Don't have no Mr. Sandman